Hello, and welcome back to Avon Talks. My name is Ethan Guo. In this episode, we are exploring an integral part of the American educational experience, athletics. Youth sports and athletics have been a part of schooling in the U.S. since as early as the 18th century. Physical education has always been seen as a way for students to build character and develop their bodies. However, these sports were mostly non-competitive intramural activities limited to a small minority of public and private schools. It wouldn't be until the early 20th to mid 20th century when public schools across the nation started to embrace the idea of intergalactic athletic competition to help allow their student athletes to compete at the next level. In Avon, this journey began in the 1950s. To share this journey with us is Robert Summers, the former Avon Athletic Director who helped found the Avon Athletic Department and bring into fruition what is today widely considered a staple of Avon education, life, and culture. So you've made a substantial impact on education in Avon, and so I was wondering at what point did you know that working in education was something that you wanted to do? I think it started back in high school. Uh, we had a very good physical education teacher at the time, and he let us help uh, with some of the uh, classes, um, maybe one-on-one. I mean, students are having a problem, uh, let's say basketball, dribbling a ball, so they take some of the uh, seniors and ask if they would help some of the uh, younger classmen. And then that also contained out at the YMCA, which is a very big focal point uh, during my early years in Westport. And then you also, you studied education in college too, right? That's correct. I graduated in Boston University with uh-huh. a major in physical education, a minor in uh, health how did you decide on focusing on physical education? I had my interest uh, through high school, um, also playing some American Legion baseball. The YMCA being in a leaders club at the YMCA, all this combined, uh, got my interest, and I uh, thought I'd like to do is continue that and see if I can work with younger people. And you didn't go directly from college into Avon Athletic No, kind of a, a journey after high school, graduated in 1947. World War II was on during our years in the, when I was in grammar school into junior high. The graduated, well, when they graduated, the wars were over with Japan and with uh, Germany. I worked a year, and part of that year that I worked was at Chancewood Aircraft in Stratford. Very interesting. Could get up at 5 in the morning. It was dark. Get home 5 at night. It was dark and work in a large aircraft plant. And then from that point, I saved up enough money and entered Boston University into uh, 1952. And then after you uh, studied at BU, you went into the Marines, correct? The Korean War broke out, and I was a sophomore at Boston University. And uh, I was in the Marine Corps Reserve in Boston. And when war broke out, I got called up. I was very fortunate in that I was able to qualify for a Marine Corps officer candidate school. And what that allowed me to do, it allowed me to finish Boston University and graduate. But during the summer, I believe my sophomore year at BU, I had to go to Paris Island and recruit training. As soon as I finished uh, 1952 at Boston University, um, I had about three weeks off. And then it was the start of uh, two years with the Marine Corps, going to Quantico, Virginia, where I went to officer candidate school, graduated officer candidate school, spent a half year in the United States, and then approximately a year in Korea, attached to the uh, 1st Marine Division. 
when I finished, came home. It was very difficult because I came home late in the summer and there were very few jobs, if any. And I was fortunate enough, uh, there was a YMCA job in Torrington, Connecticut. And I was always interested in the Y, so I uh, employed an assistant physical director. And I did that for three years. And I, at that time, I would do some, uh, some substitute teaching, did some officiating in basketball and baseball, and coached some YMCA basketball teams. And uh, from that, after the three years of that, I was fortunate enough to get into the, uh, be employed by the Avon schools. Do you think that being in the Marines shaped your thoughts on education? or well, has... I think from Marine Corps, uh, administratively being a lieutenant, Marine Corps itself, uh, a pride, and I think I carried it over into, uh, mm-hmm. into my life. After this journey, you joined the staff of the Avon High School right when the school was just being founded in 1958, correct? That is correct. The high school was being built, mm-hmm. and there were two schools, uh, three schools in Avon at the time. There was a Topaz Elementary, mm-hmm. which has been torn down since. The building now occupies superintendent of schools was for grades 7 and 8. Then there was a small six-room school, Huckleberry Hill. That was closed, but it was an interesting school, and that was one room per grade. So we had six uh, six grades right there. It was unique, and the people that lived around there wanted to keep it open, but you had to have uh, elevators. So the cost of that, they understood, it had to be closed. And from that, the Roaring Brook School was built. And so how was it, what was the school like back in 1958 when it just opened compared to when you eventually yeah. left? You have to understand that the students from Avon went to Canton. Oh, I see. Now, once the high school in Avon was built, now we took those eighth grade, they become ninth graders, brought along, I believe at the time, incoming eighth grade, incoming seventh grade. So, uh, that was the start of the building, and so that was to be the future of the class of 1961. And, by the way, did an excellent job. They, they were the forerunner, and uh, everything that had to be done, they did the best they could. And so once you got to Avon High School, what inspired you to start the athletics program? But being a high school and, and surrounding schools, farming, Simsbury, Granby, mm-hmm. et cetera, you had to start a program. Everything was new. Man, academics, physical education. So what we did, uh, we had at the uh, grade 7 and 8 prior to the school being built, there was no athletic program for the junior high. So as soon as I entered it, I started basketball and baseball. Girls sports were on the horizon. It was quite some time. And girls were really interested in uh, athletics. So we went to the high school the very first year, started a basketball program, baseball and we competed on the freshman level mm-hmm. with the area schools. And Torrington was a big help. I lived in Torrington at the time, so I was able to, in basketball, bring a group of kids from Torrington over. Torrington was a, a basketball community, and it helped us develop our program. Was Avon a forerunner in developing this type of athletics program, or was it developing at a similar rate as the other towns in Connecticut? Really, as far as the the area, the only schools that were going along at the same pace we were were opening at the same time, Lewis Mills High mm-hmm. School in Burlington and Harmonton, and the other one was Rocky Hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we had nice... Um, competitives with those. Granby, um, maybe a few years before we opened, they opened. So that was a school. Schools like um, Canton, Mm -hmm. Simsbury, Farmington, they've been open for quite a few years, especially with Farmington. Mm. I see. So Avon was sort of developing after all of these 
these neighboring towns. Oh, very much so. Yeah. So I think I would be surprised Farmington High School was probably built in the late 1920s. And so you, you talked a little bit about the different programs that started like basketball. How What other sports were brought into Avon High? Here's what we did. In the ninth grade, these are freshmen. I just said we started basketball and baseball. Sophomore year, we added a few more things. We added, we had track, we added golf, and we got permission from the Avon Board of Education late in the uh, sophomore year of that, that beginning class. Let's call them class of 61. But football itself wouldn't start until the junior year. Now, another thing happened. We looked into a league, mm-hmm. and that conference would be the Charter Road Conference. And they were along the uh, Connecticut River, schools like Portland, Bacon Academy, in mm-hmm. that East Hampton. Uh, that was the league that we were going to, and Canton would also be the closest of the schools. And uh, we were, that, that was important for us to be into a league. Mm-hmm. And the league was our size. Um, how did you guys get into the league? Did you guys just have to ask the league to get registered as part of their program, or was there a different process? Well, the athletic director's job, I started when I went to the high school. Mm-hmm. And uh, along the principal, of course, the Board of Education developed a program. And then we did step by step along. I think we were systematic what we did, and we were careful bringing along. Mm-hmm. And it was just took a while for the girls because girls weren't into athletics, of course, as much as the boys. Probably was uh, maybe five, six years after the graduating class before we got into the uh, sports program for the girls. We were ready for them. It was just a matter of the interest mm-hmm. and the numbers. Now we're going into the junior year. And as I said, we had approximately four sports. Mm-hmm. We added now football. Mm-hmm. And so that made us five sports into the uh, junior year. Mm-hmm. We were entered into the Charter Row Conference. And I think we did pretty well. We're probably, uh, let's say, 50 50. We're maybe half our program, our sports uh, schedule. And uh, the others really uh, weren't outclassed at all on the line. We were ready. Mm-hmm. Now, Class of 61, into our senior year, full schedule. During the junior year, we had added uh, the league schedule and also some of the area small schools. Mm-hmm. Lewis Mills was one. Rocky Hill was in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, Granby, we played senior year. I think we did pretty well. Mm-hmm. We had a uh, football. We had a six-game schedule. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the end, we did pretty well. Basketball was great. They went undefeated. Mm-hmm. Outstanding era. Baseball, we only had a couple seniors on the team, but the following year, the baseball team won the state championship, mm-hmm. and that was the first of uh, championships for Avon. I might add at this point, too, in my career, we won 38 state championships mm-hmm. and 19 runner ups. Mm-hmm. So that's from 61 up to 95. Mm-hmm. That's really impressive for a program that developed so late into the into the game. You pretty much won a state championship almost yeah, every we year that you were there. We got going. We were averaging just about one a year. That's amazing. Uh, just a way off a little bit on the side. The school year of eighty two eighty three, we won a state championships. What do you think developed this? What do you think led to your success on the on the field? The my biggest thing was the turnout for sports. We were football. We had 45 people at the mm-hmm. time, 45 athletes trying out. We developed JV teams, mm-hmm. freshman teams, if the numbers were there. 
So I, we had a full program, and it didn't take long to develop it. And like I said, um, at the end of my career in, uh, in 1995, we had 11 varsity sports for boys, mm-hmm. 11 varsity sports for girls. And since I retired in 95, they were more uh, teams added. Rowing, for instance, ice hockey, lacrosse was just starting up when I was completing my career. So with the freshman teams, the JV teams, and the varsity teams, would you say there was a barrier of entry for kids to get involved in athletics, or could pretty much anyone join think, if they well, wanted you, to? It starts in town, too, mm-hmm. with the recreation program. Yeah. Recreation program has developed in the town during those years also. So kids were uh, playing basketball and so forth, and soccer. Soccer is big mm-hmm. in in the town and with the development of Fisher Meadows with four soccer fields, four softball fields, that just led to uh, wonderful teams at mm-hmm. the high school. Talked about how you had a really great staff of coaches. Was there anything in particular? I'm assuming as the athletics director, you were sort of involved in choosing these coaches. Was you know, there anything we, in particular you were looking for within them? We tried to, uh, if we could have coaches within the school system, mm-hmm. if possible. Then you have to go outside. You just can't fill it all. The commitment of coaches and their approach to the sport and the athletes, it was outstanding. Just to give you an idea, we had 14 coaches who were selected as Coach of the Year mm-hmm. by the Connecticut High School Coaches Association. Mm-hmm. There are very few schools in Connecticut can boast 14 Coach of the Year, and since I left in 95, mm-hmm. there have been more, more uh, coaches selected. Do you think there's a reason why these coaches were drawn to the Avon program? We're not drawn. Uh, I think they're part of the staff, teaching staff, uh-huh. and as uh, those that were interested or could could coach in the early years, glad to have. Physical education teachers were very involved uh-huh. at, the, at the high school and middle school. Uh, our varsity coach, head coaches, were from the uh, high school. Many mm-hmm. of um, the physical education teachers taught and coached uh, two sports at the high school. And uh, same with the JV assistant coaches. We did have to go outside uh, from racing freshman positions. Mm-hmm. When we had a program at the middle school, uh, our coaches and majority came from teachers in the school. Mm-hmm. And again, physical education teachers at the middle school. If they were all part of, if they were all mostly staffed on the Avon like high school or middle school um, part of like the faculty, do you think that do you think that there's something that differentiated Avon athletics from other athletic programs? Or no, I think uh, you try. It's if you can have staff from the school on your coaching staff, it's good because right there they see the kids every mm-hmm. day. Uh, and if you can do this, some schools can't. And uh, we're fortunate to have uh, so many teachers that uh, were also could help with the athletic program. In this journey, almost 40 years developing athletics in Avon, were there any challenges that you faced while building up this program? I don't think so. What our biggest uh, challenge, and this is the same with other schools, is space. Finding space. What has helped Avon so much is Fisher Meadows. Mm-hmm. Uh, that has been a big help. But- I know from having participated within the Avon Athletics program in my middle school years that you guys have a lot of equipment for students. And I was wondering, how did you guys work in securing this kind of funding for the athletics program? And was this difficult to get transportation equipment, all this? Yeah, good question. Uh, first, 
to uh, present to the superintendent schools and the board of ed need numbers. Mm -hmm. And every sport that we had, activity, we had numbers. We could show these to our superintendent schools Mm -hmm. and on to the uh, board of education. Uh, The board of education, through my years at Avon, have been wonderful. Mm -hmm. Uh, They understood the program. And there were years, I'm sure, where they had a cutback, mm-hmm. and we had a cutback. Mm-hmm. There were years where we asked for special equipment, uh, maybe added buses for teams coming up, developing yeah. freshman programs. They cooperated, and mm-hmm. we funded that. It's a two-way street. Mm-hmm. Just going back, what year was the track built? Do you know where the football field built at the Avon High School? Right in the beginning, when we went there, they started to build see, in the yeah. track. And Zach, here again, help you. I know that when we had football, uh, they were working on the developing of the uh, football field. Mm-hmm. And so we used Spurry Park. And uh, we played, I remember playing Simsbury at Spurry Park. In the parking all along Route 10, uh-huh. it was amazing. A big crowd. It, it was it was interesting. So uh, we played a few games here. We mm-hmm. had to take uh, our games at, at the away site. It was a process in the beginning. We, we lived through it. Would you say you guys got a lot of support from, like, family and people in town at, at these games? Yeah, we did. Uh, during those early years, we developed a booster club. Mm-hmm. I started that almost immediately in 1958. It was interesting. One of the parents uh, came down from Massachusetts, and where he uh, resided, they had an outstanding booster club. Mm-hmm. So he was a big help. He helped us in 1958. And that booster club we started and still going strong in fact, recently, they, a couple of years ago, they had their first Hall of Fame uh, program. They have been active and supportive from the year from 58 all the way through right up until now. Mm-hmm. Could you quickly define what the Booster Club is and well, sort of what it does? They're a supportive group. And uh, I think each year they may, might be a little different. I'd say in the beginning, here's some of the products that we did. Mm-hmm. There was what we call a tower, and that was along the edge of the track. Mm-hmm. Now, this tower, the base of it was a uh, refreshment area we saw uh, during games. Mm-hmm. Second floor, we used uh, this belt for football, and we would put our announcer there, and we put some reporters. Mm-hmm. The next floor up, uh, we would have for the coaches and the person that operated the electric scoreboard. Then on the top of the structure, we did the filming. Mm-hmm. And uh, when they developed the track and expanded as you have now, mm-hmm. they had to take it down. One of the other uh, uh, things we did was to provide jackets, uh, war jackets, for qualifying uh, students. We uh, raised money for a scholarship mm-hmm. and gave that out. We developed and gave programs to uh, fall uh, programs such as football, soccer, mm-hmm. and in winter, uh, wrestling and ba- and basketball. We had programs uh, to give out. Do you guys get big crowds? Do you guys get a lot of um, you know, back audience? Then, it's changed a little, and you have to think yeah. over it, too. Uh, in the beginning, kind of a little you know, only show in town, let's uh-huh. put it, uh, football, we had no, no soccer or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Basketball through crowds. 
they fluctuate. Kids are involved with other things. Mm-hmm. You have soccer now. You have lacrosse. They have their own sport. So maybe the attendance is not as great. Not only here, men, uh, other schools. I, I when I retired '95, it was it. I don't know. I haven't seen uh, the ball games in the era. Mm-hmm. City schools, or maybe the Bristol's big crowd mm-hmm. Thanksgiving Day games. Mm-hmm. But others, I think it might have fallen off a little bit. It all depends who you're playing. That's it. And how good your team is. Yeah. <laughs> and on that note, um, did you guys have any particular rivalries in your time? Yeah, we, we do. And I imagine uh-huh. they still, Farmington. Farmington. And Canton was one, mm-hmm. too. They were close by. Mm-hmm. Simsbury was close by. I think the biggest one was Farmington. Mm-hmm. Just wonderful rivalry. Yeah. And great, never any problem. My years there, never any problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, good camaraderie. Coaches, uh, respect. Good crime. The kids, they knew each other. Yeah. And so we just, both teams play hard. Mm-hmm. It was fun. Still fun. Did we come out on top or? I think probably over the years, probably split or so. Probably okay. a little larger school than Uh-huh, Avon. yeah. Yeah. It was, the games were competitive. Uh-huh. I'm assuming the Farmington-Avon games probably drew a bigger crowd than most. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They, they, they would be the, the best of the crowds. Sort of moving on from the development you worked in the school system for almost 40 years as a PE teacher and athletics director, etc. And you also received two degrees for education, a bachelor's and a master's. So I would say that when it comes to knowledge about education, there are few individuals who can really share both the knowledge and the experience that you have. And so I was wondering, for someone with as much experience in the field as you, how much would you say that developing the athletics program and then for students to participate in the athletics program how much has this process enhanced the education of students well i think uh, they go hand in hand Mm -hmm. Uh, classroom and let's think of uh, athletics as the physical part of the uh, extension of the uh, of the school day for many of these kids and the interest in the they have do you think that the athletics program has for kids participating in athletics, do you think it helps them grow as a person um, aside from what they receive in like high school education? Yeah, I think from athletics, you think of uh, what are the outcomes yeah. of athletics. And I think one of the big ones, and I've said this before, memories. What are the, what are the memories you have uh, yeah. involving athletics? The carryover physically, mm-hmm. uh, being a, on a team. In other words, friendships bonded mm-hmm. within your classmates, and also friendships with others, other mm-hmm. schools. Uh, you might have met people that you oppose, yeah. that you were your opponents, mm-hmm. and you get to meet the, meet them at another time mm-hmm. uh, on a friendship basis. Perhaps even work with them, and uh, nice center of uh, occupations where you talk about your things that you've done in the past. Mm-hmm. And it's camaraderie. Yeah. I mean, I can I can speak to that too. In athletics, I in Avon, I participated in cross country. And then moving on to high school, I went off to boarding school and I did soccer and I also did cross country and track. And for me, the parts of athletics that really stuck out to me was, you know, the friendships. Like, some of my best friends came from cross-country and track. And it also, it taught me that 
when developing as a person, there's so much more than just like focusing on academics and worrying about the future and also sort of taking care of my physical well-being and how how important that is to enhancing pretty much every other aspect of my life. Another one too, you know, there are, how do you accept defeats? Yeah, yeah. How do you handle wins? Mm-hmm. And uh, another one of working together as a team. Mm-hmm. And after, when you get into the workforce, you really work in some cases as a team. Mm-hmm. You could be working one person, a group of people, camaraderie, but also the ability to work together. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the big ones. I think one of the things that you just brought up, the, the idea of knowing how to act in defeat and in winning, I think that's really important because at the end of the day, sportsmanship, at least in my experience, ultimately just comes down to showing respect to everyone involved, the audience, um, the crowd, and the your opponents, obviously. Um, I know, at least for cross-country, whenever I run cross-country or track after a race, we'd always shake hands with the people that we finished with and just, yeah, you know, say good run. Yeah, they still do that now. Yeah. High school, they do it. It's, it's nice. I think it's a good way to finish at the end. And coaches are pretty savvy. They know if it's a tough game, maybe we better back off from shaking hands. They're smart, mm-hmm. and uh, they, get, they see it coming. But I think it's nice. The game's over. It is over. Yeah. Let's get on, mm-hmm. get the kids ready. Let's yeah. go on, get ready for the next ball game. Mm-hmm. Uh, be nice to me. And you don't hear of too many um, outbursts of the crowd, I think. Uh, yeah. And also, I think schools are doing a better job with sportsmanship yeah. at athletic events. And if you can control that, uh, this, this, this is a big one. You talked about the idea of memories earlier on when discussing, I guess, one of the, one of the best takeaways of the athletic programs. I was wondering... For you personally, what are some of your favorite memories working almost for 40 years on this program? Oh, gosh, there's so many. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and, and looking back, uh, uh, long days. Uh-huh. Being an athletic director, these are long days. Yeah. It starts early in the morning, school opens, <laughs> and you're there until the game's over. Uh-huh. That can go on uh, days yeah. and, uh, and on weekends. You talked about looking back just now. What about looking forward? Are there any unfulfilled aspects of Avon Athletics that you think, um, that you hoped to see brought into the light moving forward or something that you think Avon Athletics should add um, moving forward? They've done pretty well. They've yeah. They've an outstanding program. Uh-huh. Uh, they have a full program for boys and girls, just about equal now. Mm-hmm. I don't know much more you can add to it. Yeah. Uh, just add a rowing. And, uh, <laughs> I think they have a rowing team, actually. Oh, yes, the yeah. girls. Yeah. Ice hockey. I think they probably fulfilled what they can handle with the programs uh-huh. that's existing at the high school. This podcast is an Avon Historical Society production. Edited by me, Ethan Guo. Special thanks to Priscilla Marshall for the graphics. If you'd like to support this podcast, please subscribe and leave a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or wherever else podcasts are downloaded. Want to be featured on a future episode or stay up to date with the podcast newsletter? Feel free to reach out to us at avontalksahs at gmail.com. For more on the Avon Historical Society, visit www.avonhistoricalsociety.org.